I was working at a warehouse. So working at a warehouse is getting quick money, spending all my money, but I needed like a stable job. So my mom worked for Coca-Cola and she heard about the Tech Race program and like the inaugural class, the first class we had. So I got involved with that class. Well, my first time ever doing anything tech wise, I was always hands on with computers. But other than that, that kind of tech, I was it was new to us. Workforce development is one of TechBridge's four pillars. And one of the main ways that we work in this area is through our TCP program. On TechBridge Talks today, we get to have a conversation with Joseph Perry, who was a part of the first class of TCP and now works at TechBridge mentoring students. Stay tuned for an inspiring conversation that walks through what TCP is about and the impact Joseph's making daily on the younger generation. Joining me on the show today is Joseph Perry. Joseph, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Adam. Thank you for having me. Well, man, I'm excited to talk to you. I know you've got a, a, a lot of background with TechBridge and you got on your TechBridge shirt and you're doing a lot of work. I mean, you're working for TechBridge now. So let's just kind of start at the beginning. Um, how did you get started with TCP and kind of give me, give me kind of that background? Okay, how I got started was I was working at a warehouse. So working at a warehouse is getting quick money, spending all my money, but I needed like a stable job. So my mom worked for Coca-Cola and she heard about the Tech Bridge program and like the inaugural class, the first class we had. So I got involved with that class. So I went there, went to the orientation, sat through the program, gained some skill, gained some knowledge along those lines. And then I think Andre saw me. I was there early helping out, always there late cleaning up to as well. So Andre said, pull me aside. Like, well, where'd you get that from? And I'm growing up. I was also around older people. So being around like my grandma, grandparents and all of that is just, hey, you like to help people naturally. So that's what Andre saw on me. And I said, bro, he interviewed me. Actually, that's what brought me on to take words from there. Oh, wow. OK. So, yeah, Man, that's that's great. So so talk about talk about your TCP experience then. Dive a little deeper into that. So you were in the first class mm-hmm. and in what it like what did you learn in that class? Like what are what are the kind of your specialties and that and how was that experience? Walk me through that. Let's see. I would say what we learned three years ago was a long time. Uh I would say we learned Salesforce. And then we also learned web development. Okay. Got it. Uh, I All got right. um I got a certificate in web development for um, HTML, but Salesforce is probably the hardest, the hardest thing ever to do. Out of a class of 20, I think 25 graduating, started with 30 plus, but 25 graduating, we had about seven, seven or eight get their actual Salesforce certifications. But I I think maybe 10 10 of us also got our whole development as well too. So with that, that was probably the hardest well, my first time ever doing anything tech wise, I was always hands on with computers. But other than that, that kind of tech, I was it was new to us. All right, and and it was a it was a sixteen week sort of intensive course. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how how was that? Did you have to like you know live and breathe the the course for a time, or what was that like? Um, I would say for the sixteen weeks, I actually transitioned to another job because my job would not let me do it. So my stepdad was um able to own the auto shop. He let me work for him from there on to be in the classroom, but being in the class from five to eight in the afternoon, 16 weeks, like you said, and also some Saturdays, it was no issue for me. 
I just, um, the Saturday, probably the hardest getting up because I live like an hour away from downtown. I live in Carrollton. So driving from there to downtown is probably the hardest part. But throughout the class, I would say we had great instructors. I know instructors changed previously. And then also our classroom manager, also the staff from TechWords, TCP first there, they were great. They were always in there on Saturdays. Even though they weren't there for a long, they stopped by and saw us give us pep talks. We also had a lot of people come in and give us good words of advice because this is this was new to us. So a lot of kids, yeah. we had like I would say two from high school, the rest of them were adults. So it was like a okay. mixed class from different all different backgrounds. All right. So this was this was three years ago. And then you mentioned kind of as a part of your story that you know, one of your, one of your passions or one of your work ethics is you want to help people. So you were at, so this was, you know, you had physical classes at this time. So you were there early, you stayed late helping clean it up. And that, that sort of caught notice of the, of the, the leadership. Mm -hmm. Tell me like, like walk me more through that. Where did that lead to? Uh, what that led to for me getting hired was the TCP. Um, I forgot the title cause I haven't been in for so long. TCP program manager. What Shelby does for us now, um, I work that portion of it, working with adults, but then also for about two and a half years till Shelby came on, but then I went to the kids because I know the I Promise Center director um, outside, the, outside of work, and he knows me as well, too. So we kind of like, hey, we need to take bridge here. Do you want to work with our kids? And I'm like, me being so young, I'm 25, I'm kind of relatable to them. So me being being at the TCP at Promise Center and then also TCP manager as well too. Those were two great positions that I've learned a lot from. Well, talk more about your work at the App Promise Center. So you're you're doing TCP students at the App Promise Center. Mm -hmm. Tell me all about that. Like as if I don't know anything about it. Like give me from the ground up. Tell me all okay. about it. So I promise center is kind of um, located in an area called the bluff. The bluff is kind of right behind Mercedes Benz stadium, but it's not the best neighborhood. It's a lot of, a lot of things going on. A lot of kids doing young things at an early age and not supposed to do ever in life. So the kid, it's a center right there called a 740 Alexander Boulevard called the I promise center. The center is a divergent center for at-risk kids. So a lot of kids that need to come there, a lot of kids are referred there because some of them have, court dates and they need to learn something and be in good graces and good spirits before they go to court to have something good um good people around them so they can change their environment a lot of kids there um get too personal with me sometimes i can say they tell me a lot of things i don't want to know but it's all because they trust you hmm. as long as the kids trust you you'll be fine with them but um our first year there we tried to teach the kids coding coding with it was it was not fun for us for them uh, for us or to them because a lot of them just walked out of class didn't want to do it then i also our second go around for it was the students we had certain students come to us about six come after school after hours directly to us and a lot of the kids didn't like it because it's like why are your other kids coming to our center they're not even from around here so also with then the pandemic hit then we also learned during the pandemic a lot of the kids you have to start within instead of branching out to bring people in and to start with then. So during, I would say August, 2020, that's when school started back for the virtual, virtual learning. So we're there, we were stationed there for, with TechWords as a site coordinator. I was there helping the kids out, assisting them with their online lessons, classroom, homework ideas, things they need help with because my favorite subject is history. So our center had tutors. We had um, any technical technical issues that came to me. 
as you know, tech brands, technology, they always come to us for any technical issues at the center. But with that, after virtual learning was over, I would say about from eight to three, they had school. And then after school program, it started with us. We taught the kids the numerous things, cybersecurity. Um, cybersecurity, I wrote it down, my apologies. Uh, cybersecurity, no, okay. forensic science. Um, also professional development, like time management, professional image. Um, programming, mini scoreboards as well, too. And then also just bulb accounts. Basically, mm. taught the kids how to present themselves professionally. Because a lot of the kids don't have that environment around them because it's a bad environment. You go you go down the block and you see kids hanging out when they're supposed to be in school and hanging out with adults doing things they're not supposed to do. Mm. So that's the that's the center vibe. But inside the center, it's a lot of fun. They have boys and girls club there. They have urban league, and they also have raising expectations and also tech bridge just to help the kids in the community start fresh in a better environment and also help them plan. For later in life instead of getting money like learning what's happening now okay and, and so you spend most of your time then at at the app promise center working with those kids is that right yes sir i would say from nine to five i'm basically there helping them out with their uh, school lessons or just talk, talk to them about what they want to do in life hmm. man that's fantastic do you are there any uh in, in maybe not using that any any in particular person's name but are there any mm -hmm. stories you'd like to share with us about you know just some impact you've made or, or some some conversations mm -hmm. you've had i would say there were two boys at the center um i don't want to say the names but two boys at the center we had recently a lot of them their mom sold hair on the side and their dad sold illegal things on the side so with them they they would learn raising basically how to hustle anything they got their hands on but so recently the story we had with them a lot of them didn't even know how to use excel PowerPoint or Word. So recently what we did with that, we showed kids how to create a business. Because the business we did is the iPhone repair labs. And you got to think about iPhone repair. All these kids want an iPhone now. So we taught kids how to also manage their money with Excel, but also manage their money with hands-on replacement tools. So I gifted, I would say, three to four students hands-on iPhone repair kits just to make sure they actually earn some safe money. Because you you go downtown, you see a lot of kids on the side of the road, you hear the news, selling water, but that's, that's risk money because you don't know who you're meeting, you don't know what's going to happen. So what I spoke with um, the kids about, like, this is going to be a way to earn safe money. So you can order the product, you can order the product for cheap, a bunch for cheap. And then up your prices depending on what kind of phone it is. So with kids, we taught them how to do that. And then a lot of them picked up on it very fastly and started running with that. Because a lot of them want to repair their own phones. I'm like, hey, hey, you don't have the product yet to repair your phone. But I like I like your I like your spunk basically to your kids. Gotcha. Man, that's great. Okay. So you're teaching them a, it sounds like a, a valuable skill. Mm -hmm. And even the difference just between safe money and, and risk money. That's that's exactly. really, that's really great. Okay. Wow. Um, well, I mean, so uh, any other any other aspects of your work at the App Promise Center or TCP or TechBridge you'd sort of like to share and talk through? Um, I would say I'm going to look at my notes. I know I wrote things down just to make sure we have a lot to talk about. Uh, I would say fashionable technology. So oh, what what did, what do you define as fashionable technology? I want to hear so about that. What we, what we learned, with, what we taught the kids actually is the kids, we taught them how to like put like lights in your clothes, if that makes sense. So a lot of them created hats in the past that had about 
a few connections to it. And we also had a battery pack to show them how to, just to get them started with that. Because a lot of them like to design things, to have their own things they made themselves. Yeah. So we showed a few kids how to do that. And I would say young ladies are dominating the game in fashion. I would say, because a lot of the boys just did, did what they wanted to do, but the girls actually took the time to make their artwork actually great. And I would say with the girls at the center, it's kind of hard for them to get in touch with uh, me as a male teacher, because a lot of them like don't trust males in their life. But with them coming to my class every day, asking me, hey, Mr. Joseph, what are we doing today? Are we still doing the hats? What are we doing with fashion? What are we doing with all of these technology things? But with them doing that, actually, it, it was kind of a breakthrough for TechBridge. And a lot, of, a lot of them actually wanted to come back with us to learn things as well, too. And I can also tell you, over the summer, we recently had a reconstruction cooking class. So the center has a big kitchen in there. So a lot of the kids didn't know each other from the summer. And it was, it was a new one, like a, a new camp, new kids, new everything at the center. We taught the kids how to cook. A lot of them, oh, I know how to cook. I know how to cook. You put them on the stove, they don't know how to cook anything. Uh, the funniest thing I can tell you is a kid was cooking bacon without the stove on. <laughs> he was just sitting there waiting on the bacon to cook. and No, <laughs> no grease popping, none of that. You didn't even smell the bacon. But I would say without, with them not knowing each other or knowing their reconstruction instructor, they made a kind of a great connection because our instructor we had was via Zoom in New Jersey. But she was also relatable because she was also young herself. And she also was a person of color because a lot of the kids, I would say there's, uh, I would say like 99.9% .9 African-American. So a lot of the kids like to see themselves within people that teach us. So with our instructor being that uh, person of color, the students enjoyed it. And they also was related to her as well, too. And she was also a lady um, of, I think, Nicaraguan descent. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the kids asked her to speak Spanish. She spoke Spanish to them. A lot of kids was like, oh, how do you say this? Okay, okay, okay. But she taught us about the African-American -Ameri African history behind different foods, cultures. That's why it's so prominent. Um, with us and our people. Oh, that's cool. Okay, man, that's fantastic. Well, uh, sir, are there any sort of final things you'd like for listeners to know about TCP or TechBridge or the At Promise Center or anything like that? Um, our listeners, we are gearing up for new classes because our classes we are making people making people have. And I say this, making change in people's lives. Because it changed my life working from getting up at 6 a.m., leaving work at 6 a.m. on my feet all day, 30 minutes for lunch type environment to a stable environment. I can actually grow talking to you, Adam, talking to different people on a daily basis just to get different environment, and different culture around myself, bringing me out this little safe mode when I was in a warehouse. So I'm going to work and going home. And that was all I did. But now going out into the world, seeing things, how things are, how environments are different, that was pretty great for the TCP program, adult program for me to learn as well, too. So our adult program, we're ramping up a lot of things, but also for our summer program, or not the summer, for our fall programming for the kids, we are doing a lot of reconstruction programming, cooking again. We're going to be doing cooking. We're going to do a book club. We're going to do um, African-American history, stories, a lot of things the kids chose to do. So if you want to get your kid involved with that Promise Center, there's one at South and the West. But also, I think we're kind of doing virtual 
out of state TCP adult classes as well too. But don't be afraid to get involved with us because we do have STEM at home kits for your students for the kids as well too. Hmm. So nothing. Yeah. So we're, we're all over the place, but we're starting from Atlanta. Sounds like there's some some great stuff happening, man. Well, Joseph, I mean, I really appreciate and admire the work that you're doing with students. You know, some of the most valuable work we can ever do is with students. So yes, sir. Um, thanks for taking your time to do that, man. It's really, really meaningful. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening to TechBridge Talks, a podcast about breaking the cycle of generational poverty through the innovative use of technology. This podcast is produced by TechBridge. To find out more about our work and how you can be a part, visit techbridge.org. That's techbridge.org. Also, make sure to follow us on social media. Thanks again for listening and tune in next week for more great content.